0: This is the Leadership and Insurance podcast, brought to you by Finpro Search Partners. Insurance companies are businesses and they need to look for the long term and be sustainable.
1: We went from zero to one and now it's going from one to a hundred.
0: Insurance is, as a concept, as a kind of service, is brilliant. The execution is what we're looking at now. I think the companies that are going to succeed are the ones that are going to understand and master the art of intent. When we talk about innovation, we lean too heavily to think about technology and we don't think about creating a culture of innovation. I think innovation is essentially continuous improvement of existing processes and platforms and product, right? It's got to be easy, it's got to be seamless. Good morning, and welcome to the Leadership in Insurance podcast. I'm your host, Alex Bond, and I'm very fortunate today to be joined by uh, a good FinPro friend, um, and probably the only man alive that does more insuretech conferences than me. Uh, it's Matt Conley from Sonar. Matt, how are you?
1: I'm all right. How are you, Alex?
0: Yeah, I'm all right. I'm very good. I'm very good, and we're doing that same thing. If we've been t- we've been talking for half an hour, and now we're just. <laughs>
1: It and it's monday it's monday morning on. as well which is an important factor for anyone listening to this not on a monday morning so uh yeah just to get the uh the general vibe of this conversation <laughs> that's to come but thank you very much for having me on again
0: yes yes no one of uh i think three people that i've come back on um but um i think it's super important i think you you play a really important part of the ecosystem and and, and i jest about you being at every conference but um you know, for those that didn't catch you last time, and those that haven't been to your tech conference and seen you presenting on stage, I think it's really good to, to to level set and introduce what Sonar does as a business.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's generous, right? I think we are at every conference. I don't think that many people know about us, though. I think those that do, they they love Sonar. But it's um, and and you walk down the you know the classic is ITC Vegas. You walk down the hallway and you, and you can't move uh, like more than ten meters without saying hello to another person. But that that's a lovely industry that we. Uh, that we're in, right? We're, we're all good mm-hmm. friends and we, we've built these relationships over the years. But yeah, quick introduction to Sona. So we, um, we work with uh, the insurance industry only. Yeah, so that, that's our world. And we help them connect with uh, opportunities for investments, for partnerships, for acquisitions, or even in kind of inspiration, if they're going down the uh, the venture creation route. So, so we we as a business, we're a market intelligence company. We work with carriers, reinsurers, brokers all around the world, and I'm, you know it's everyone from their kind of Tokyos, the the QBEs, the Travelers of the world. These these huge, uh, big global entities, um, all, all the way through to much kind of smaller, uh, smaller uh, folk, um, in in a company sense, not not as individuals. And uh, yeah, and, and we we hold data on three and a half million plus um, companies, and we go really deep into into knowing what they are up to, and, and particularly around the startups and the innovators around the world. And, and with that intelligence, we're able to better understand how markets are changing and who are the companies driving change. And 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 therefore, we're able to help our clients through the world of a SaaS platform that they subscribe to, or uh, we have a team of research and analysts. Uh, so we're able to help them understand that how the market's changing and connect them with those opportunities.
0: Amazing, amazing! And look, we've we've been a user, user of Sonar for a, a long time, and yeah, if you haven't had a look at it, I, I suggest anyone listening reaches out to Matt and the team because um, it's it, it's almost unfathomable amount of data there, and and, and sometimes you've got to kind of got pick your pick your battles because sometimes I've gone in there too open minded and say I, I don't know how to unpack, but I think what's great is you can you can narrow down onto the trends or the themes or the companies and and you can really sort of drill into those things. So yeah, it's a great platform. And if you haven't had a chance to use it, um, I think you should reach out to the team and uh, get that engaged. Um, Matt, something you do as part of of the Sonar team and and you do this in collaboration is is the forward 50 Um, and now just frame that. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a report that comes out um, and you're looking at the, Future of insurance and insure tech, but um, because we're going to unpick some of the kind of findings of that, maybe you just be able to frame kind of what the forward fifty does as well specifically.
1: Yeah, sure. So, um, and maybe a bit of context, right? So, this was a, well, it is a partnership with InsureTech Connect, ITC. Um, so, I talk about ITC Vegas, right? So, so, so these guys uh, run a number of big events around the world. So, they have a European, an, an APAC, uh, and, and a Vegas event. Uh, and I think the the LATAM and Vegas event may be coming together. Uh, more so for uh, for this coming year so 2024 and 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 what we uh, decided to work on uh, together so so we 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 partner up with uh, ITC and we're we're their global market intelligence partner and one of the uh, the strands of activity that we're really keen on doing is is helping uh, the industry better understand uh, the direction of travel right and 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 with 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 a data-led perspective, which is really difficult to attain, and and therefore, how can we better understand what's going to happen in three years, in five years, and then really dissect that at a, at a global level as well, across all all um, all parts of uh, all, all lines of insurance, all all parts of the uh, uh, the value chain. And so, what we what, one part of the data that we sit on uh, with across all of these businesses is um, is funding, right? So, so how much funding. Uh, have these startups or scale-ups received at at um from whom and at, at what point on their journey and so when when thinking um so kind of putting my strategist hat on so when thinking about what are the trends that are going to hit the industry in, in three to five years plus how do we use that funding data to better inform what those trends might be right so so that, that, that's a kind of a, the starting point point. And, and what we did is we looked at um those super early stage businesses and, and by that we're talking startups that are out there that have received no more than a series a right so series a and below um and and can we identify first of all all of those businesses that have received series a and below that are relevant to the world of insurance and, and bearing in mind we sit on the most kind of comprehensive uh data sets, if you like of, of these businesses so so first of all can we dissect Who are the companies driving change within insurance, right? And that that may not be the typical label of InsurTech. That that can be broader than that, right? So so who are those companies? And then let's cut that for those out of Series A and below. And from that, can we use our technology as well as a a panel of of, of leaders out there in the industry at a regional level to really hone in on the top 50 in APAC, Europe, and Americas to really uh, assess those that have uh, the greatest likelihood to impact the industry over the next three to five years. Yeah, so so we're we're saying take global data, and, and we're talking hundreds of thousands of businesses, right? So this is a huge study that we, we did across twenty twenty three, and then and then you filter that through and and refine that to those companies that the top fifty in each of the three regions. That are most likely to uh, to make and, and create change uh, in the next um, three to five years, and and that that's what the study was right. And and what we did is um, is we published each of those reports, you know, publicly available, which is wonderful. And, and we launched each of those at a um, uh, at a, at one of the ITC events. So so we did the, the in Singapore in, or I'm going with Barcelona, I think uh yeah. and then um and then vegas so yeah i mean hey this is your intro right we, we go to too many of these events uh, around the world and that's where we uh, always meet up so yeah anyway that that is a, that is a long-winded this is the forward 50 they're out there available and they are super interesting and then within those yeah. we've we've gone into the into the weeds of what are the trends across those 50, who are the companies and, and really profile those businesses and then you know at the events we've got them up on stage we've we've had panel interviews, we've got a load of really rich uh, content out there so seriously, information uh, seriously valuable information and uh, and a lot of this stuff is our clients have been going to town in, in kind of really reviewing and analyzing this for identifying those future opportunities for the, their businesses
0: mm mm-hmm. well, yeah absolutely and 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 you know, we shamelessly download, download all this stuff, of course we do um and and it's yes. really good content, so um everyone should do um I think I wanted to dig into a, a bit of that, and I think there's some 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 really interesting themes and and they're interesting from from the sort of there's been a period of reflection, right? The last couple of years haven't been haven't been as good for funding, funding down as a whole, even though people are getting funded and and the round sizes kind of seem fairly robust. In fact, we've seen some incredible um, raises recently, um, which tells you the good ideas and good businesses are still getting funding. So um, I'm very much on the positive side of the equation. Um, I don't have to be, otherwise I wouldn't sleep at night. My business is servicing those businesses. They're not growing. I'm in trouble. Um, uh, but I think there's some really interesting things about themes and and kind of what it looks like. And one of the things that came out, and and I'm focusing particularly on, um, the Americas report at this point. Um, but some of some of some of the I think the European piece as well was was quite similar actually. Um, but um, B2B is back dominating kind of across all of the reports really. Um. And I wondered what you thought this kind of meant about the insure tech market. Um, and I'm taking insurtech as 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 a separate from insurance, which may or may not be fair, but I'm just for for this conversation point. Um, because is it now more of a collaborator than a disruptor? Now I, I think you know we we were big on let's disrupt insurance, and I think now it's much more B two B says it's just more collaborative. Um, yeah, and what do you think this says about what we're doing? One hundred percent.
1: Yeah, I think it's um it's interesting because uh it's something I've been banging on about for years, right? And and I think because we have we have sight of that early data, so so I feel like a little bit of a stuck record. So apologies for all of those who have heard me uh talk talk this talk. Um, so so yeah, so I, I think the majority of um, startups out there that are relevant to the world of insurance are enablement technology yeah and and in terms of that kind of b2b model and and they, they are designed to work with the industry to to advance that all right so whether again it's um it's it's part of the claims process it's part of the uh, the underwriting process it's it all, all of these businesses we, we just had a um, uh, uh, uh literally come, coming from a morning coffee with a with a client who was talking about part of their claims which was you know it's, it's five startups um all, all their data all feeding one another uh, wrapped with another startup, outputting the information they require to uh, to, to pay out, right? And and it's just it's it's phenomenally interesting how how that connectivity is is created and and how that um uh, th- those relationships work. And and I think what we what we see and and, and so we we sit on on this uh, data, right? And we we recognise about two hundred, maybe three hundred thousand startups out there are pertinent to our client base. Bearing in mind the breadth of insurance is so vast, right? So we're looking at kind of battery energy storage over here. We're looking at kind of cargo marine over there. We're looking at, you know, whatever it be. And so, uh, so are are these businesses that they are, you know, equally this morning, I read something about, you know, in uh, lemonade, right? And and the lemonades of the world, these, this kind of, this narrative around innovate or die, or, you know, these disruptors are going to steal your lunch or whatever. I, I think just that, that, that is entirely redundant or, or out of date. And, and there will be, of course, there'll be a few that go out there, create amazing propositions, especially in emerging markets. I think that's where it's going to be really interesting. Mm. Um, but, but I think in, in these kind of, these advanced markets, so there is, th- these businesses are so, um, they are so capable, right? And, and, and it's, it's easy, so I'm, I'm talking about these businesses being these incumbents, right? They, they are they are great, big, behemoth um. Uh, kind of titans of industry who are designed to print money massively risk adverse and it's so easy to sit sit here and talk about how they're failing to be innovative or they are you know over the last five years they have created so little change the long short is is that they're working on changing that but they they sit on huge amounts of capital huge amounts of data which is going to be critical in in the disruption of of the industry or the change in the industry. But but ultimately it's not it's not a um it's not insure tech versus incumbent, right? The the incumbents will win. Mm. I'm a hundred percent, you know, I'm 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 a strategist at, at heart and uh, and I have absolutely no doubt the incumbents will win if we're gonna put it like that. But but I don't I don't see it as a as a win-lose, right? Most of these uh younger businesses, these these immersion startups, they they are designed to work with and to advance whether it's transformation, whether innovation, whether it's just change, right? Moving from A to B, they, they are designed to work with incumbents. And it's for me, it's it's much more a, a conversation around you're either as an it's incumbent versus incumbent, right? Mm-hmm. Those that experiment, those that innovate have the greatest chance of success. Those that don't won't. And, and it's just it's you know, we'll start to see the divergence in the performance lines between those who are innovating and those who are not. And and you know, genuinely over the next five years, that's what I expect to see. So it's it's much more incumbent versus incumbent.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point because I think I think the narrative, I suppose it's just a, let's be honest, it's a sexier narrative to, to write about, isn't it? Sort of sure. a, a pl- plucky young startup versus, uh, you know, like behemoth kind of insurance industry. But I also think the insurance industry, and, and I'm guilty of this as well, that probably doesn't get the res- respect it deserves. It's like the idea that, incumbents have been sitting there for five years producing no change in innovation in their own right but obviously we know that's not true because they've been investing in it but even kind of if you hadn't take the insure tech aside there's always been net new products coming out of the industry so they're always looking at what's out there what can we you know what can we capitalize on you know what are new risks that we can kind of create new products for so there's always been this culture of change i just think kind of bringing that sort of technological edge in um that's harder to do because these are just massive organizations but yeah. the irony being now that when we look at some of the mature insurtechs that have reached scale they're already in a position of tech debt so it's like it's uh it, it, it's a problem that kind of goes across the piece and I, I mentioned just before we hit the call is that there was a good article in um you know it, i think it's time to accept insurance is boring uh, and it's like sure. because it's probably not right for a lot of the kind of quote unquote disruption. You know, it, it wasn't it needed disruption. It's really good at risk management, which ultimately what's there to do. Um, but are there wins in it? Yeah, because it's a huge industry. So there's kind of inefficiencies that we can drive at. And it's good to see that
1: came out of the report um yeah, but i think i think ever more so right and sorry to just uh, just no, jump in no, no. on that one i think um i think now it, because you, you're right you know capital runways are sorry um, cash runways are uh are, are running out yeah and, we, and we're see, we're seeing this this incredible kind of um i don't know there's a, there's a classic warren buffett quote which i which i love around kind of when the tide goes out you see who's been swimming naked right and 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 it really is this kind of mo- yeah, yeah, this yeah. moment of truth for Insurtech where. And because of our connectivity into the, because of course you know we work with like nearly, or well, maybe now over fifty of the largest insurance companies globally. Right, we have this incredible insight to their kind of their focus and how they innovate and what they're doing and what they're not doing and all and what's working, what's not working. Equally, you know, every day we're speaking to hundreds of startups, and and mm-hmm. and you know at a, at a kind of founder level, and you know and some super early, some super late, and and it's fascinating to hear you know those incredibly solid looking businesses from the outside are desperately looking for that acquisition just to save them. Right. Rather Mm. than go into administration and get taken up for nothing. Um, Mm. And so it's, you know, it's, it's a fragile world out there. Mm. It really is. And I think um, equally within that fragility are some absolute standouts. And, and it really is, you know, but the standouts with suppressed valuations because it's a market sweep, you know, and and so is it a, is it a good time to deploy capital into those businesses? It couldn't be better. I, you know, in my, again, in my sort of strategic mm-hmm. opinion, and and I think it's it's a really, you know, the term boring. I mean, it's it's, it's a classic uh, headline, you know, clickbait, right? But it's um you know, is insurance boring? No, I mean, once you're inside it, I mean, we're completely um, you know drinking the kool-aid right we we love this stuff and you couldn't get more hugs and high fives at these events around the world and, and it's a really amazing community and it's really exciting to see all the innovation at play it could you you know invest in some of these businesses and, and get great return yeah of course you could can you advance your business accelerate it improve it uh, by working in partnership with these startups absolutely what is really critical though is you, is you know who uh is is the right startup or the right business to be working with, right whether a solution provider or or other so 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 I think that's more the, the kind of critical line that's where sonar as a business comes in and, and and works with our clients to really filter and fine tune that um uh, that process but, but yeah i mean i i'm I'm also incredibly buoyant about the market, but I think because it's maturing and uh th- th- there are certain kind of ways of doing stuff that have now become almost kind of validated. Mm-hmm. and and i think that's what excites me right we're, we're at this kind of different level 5 years back um 6 years back it was it was much more um uh exploratory naturally right as it's just coming on board and, and i think where we are now is it is much more uh, evolved and yet there are still so many who are not taking that innovation pathway yet and and i think you know there's so much learning to come for those guys as well as you know we we will continue to evolve and i'm sure sorry mature as as an industry and you know in 5 years time when we're uh, you know chatting about this and reflecting back on this you know we will see a whole different world out there
0: mm-hmm. i think i think the thing that i was sat on top of me with me was 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 the idea that direct consumer was a was a and and i'm talking about people that are kind of risk-bearing that those it's, you know yeah. so just always like too big a mountain to to, to climb it's like from a venture back to proposition it doesn't mean you couldn't be a massive pe firm make like some huge bet on building a new insurer with kind of new distribution pathways and all of these good things and it it just felt like um just not ventureable, which is not certainly not a word, but we're gonna create it for this for this Let's uh go with it, yeah. and, and and look and and like I say I'm 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 happy to be very wrong. But what what I think what we're seeing is where those bets are coming good are in these like super niche products which I you know I'm I'm thinking about even actually not necessarily niche but talking to kind of us businesses that have done well where they're offering um property cat cover in a kind of really discreet way and where people have been pulling out a whole market because they're they're taking a market-wide approach but they're managing to penetrate because they've they're offering a product that's required and they're the manager it using technology and new data in a way mm-hmm. that means they're not obviously getting bad underwriting results so we're seeing successes kind of in smatterings but i think these kind of like blanket wide you know sort of generally kind of really really well done and i think you see this in the uk particularly almost everyone in the uk buys insurance for themselves using a marketplace um and or a comparison site yeah and it's price so like the quality of those products probably isn't great but people also don't care but i think where you've got markets which are distressed and you know property in the us is a really good example where people have pulled out there's opportunities there because you can address it um it's like, about- what
1: what what deems sorry uh, it's just what like what deems yeah. success right and and kind of you know you've got yeah. the, the the kind of the the classic kind of rhetoric around the lemonades where you are comparing i don't know whatever it be you know how how many customers they've got versus you know someone who's been in business for 100 plus years or yeah. how much profit they are or are not making versus and it's kind of like you know it's it's a really interesting one and and you know a, a someone uh, and, and the business that you know always sticks with me is, is adam newman and WeWork, right and, and you've got and i can't stop writing about this in so news in my newsletter but <laughs> but every time there's a bit of WeWork news it's just it kind of it's a proper trigger for me and where you've got you know you've got a, a founder who 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 with incredible injection of money took took a business um mm-hmm. to outrageous valuations at the most spectacular moment in you know in in kind of history didn't manage to get the ipo Ultimately, uh, came you know the, the business came crashing down, and he left with hundreds of millions as as a kind of payout in in different uh, different ways, right? As well as making obscene uh, obscene money on route in in outrageous ways as well, and and now is considering buying back his business, right? And that that's the latest uh, on the WeWork side, like, and and it, it it truly mind blowing for me, but. But what, what deems success, right? Could could you have a B2C proposition that actually it, it doesn't uh it, it doesn't compete with Liberty Mutual, it doesn't knock them off at the number one spot. They, they don't become a back-end supplier to your business. Whatever. Can can you can you have a, a consumer-led product that that actually has you know customers still in the millions that makes some money and that actually people want? Maybe, right? And 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 sometimes unless you have critical mass no and and that's where this kind of venture back thinking is equally if you are taking hundreds of millions and having that into your business you you have a duty as a founder to return that to others right and so so it's this really interesting kind of dichotomy of uh if you are going big go big but i think the market hasn't been that accepting or wanting of that and there will be a few that get through that right and we're seeing a couple in asia who are able to achieve that and i think that's um you know, as I'm saying, kind of the and, and maybe India as well, right? You, you you'll start to see a few of those come through. But if if you are a, uh, if, if you are a homegrown, organic, uh, self-funded, whatever the right term or you know terminology is, um, bootstrapped, I think is is probably the one I was looking for. You know, if if, if you're a bootstrap startup that uh, can create a valuable business, yeah, you probably can in B 2 C still, right? And ultimately, you probably sell to one of the incumbents. But that that's where it's you know be incumbent versus incumbent again. As opposed to you know it even though you are disrupting their market for for want of a better word, they'll just swallow you up right and, and it'll be at a price which is fine for them and, and good for you so so I think there is opportunity to do that stuff. I just don't think that world where uh, so much capital is going into these businesses and it's growth at all costs that 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 that's over for now.
0: Yeah and I think that's what my several uh, attempts at creating a new word came from <laughs> venture removable. <laughs> um, was was Oh I yeah you're right. Now I get it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think that's. I think that was you know what I've I've thought uncomfortably a few times just going I don't think you get the returns that that you want but are oh, great businesses to build and innovate and then your most likely buyer is probably an insurer that just goes, that's great. We want to, we want to take that as almost like a R and D product launch thing that we're going it, to, it, it's going to bring in. Um, I do think this is a pertinent point to talk about two things, which, which is, is thematically came up on the reports was um, like net new products. I'm really excited about, and 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 mm-hmm. you featured like Keita particularly on the, um, on the European one, but there, there are, there are a number of net new products out there that we could talk about. Um <laughs> That's the bit I'm most excited about. And I think that presumably it uh, I suppose with your sonar hat on as well, as, as just the, the specific report. How much is is how much are insurers and big incumbents kind of trying to like look at net new products versus kind of efficiencies? And I'm, I'm wondering kind of what their interest is and it, it might not be a Yeah, It's, anything, good shout. But it's a good an question. Anecdotal.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's really interesting. I've been exploring this as well. Um because cause a lot of a lot of the um kind of the positioning for Sonar, right? And it, it kind of, as a founder of the business, it's, um, you know, it's, it's always on my mind. How, how do we, you know, both uh, work with our clients best, but also how do we grow our business, right? How do we find new clients? And and what's the positioning of our own um, our own value proposition? And so, um, so we've always kind of backed that innovation play. And, and I think, you know, if we, there's innovation and then... Eh, and and there's a lot of conversation around breaking innovation, you know, to Horizon One, Horizon Two, Horizon Three. I think it's the McKinsey's uh, model, isn't it, around that? And then, um, and actually, again, anecdotally, I've got no data to support this, but what we're seeing from our clients is is much less focus around this H3, this Horizon Three, right? So, so this new product, this net new um, kind of future hedging development, and much more focus around H1, right? And and what I'm meaning by that is Makes sense, right? Businesses are trying to update the today much more so than focus on the future of tomorrow. Yeah. And 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 I get that. And and actually, they are great big machines, these companies, that that have a lot of improvements to make. And so naturally, the spend is going into how do we improve today's business? Equally, those that are a little bit more um, transformative, those a little bit more um, trailblazing, they, they are... Also, and it's a must, right? If you're, if you're going to protect your future, you have to spend some time looking at this H3 stuff. So, so, so what are those future models? What are the business models? What are the risks? What are the technologies that we need to employ? How does our business evolve? So, so in answer to your question, I think there's much more focus around this kind of, how, how do we move today a little bit faster and more efficient and, you know, and, 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 and top line and bottom line? There's you know, a real focus. But there has to be some kind of experimentation around tomorrow. So so I think that that's what we're seeing with our clients mostly and uh, and also from the conversations that we're having with those kind of the future clients. I think what's, um, yeah, I don't know, what, what's really interesting for me is I can't but help, again, you know, put my strategy hat on and, and think about the industry to come and you talk about the forward 50 and the trends that we're seeing coming down the line. You know, we, we the industry's moving from from kind of, Protection to prevention right and and this kind of like how and and as you alluded to, there are so many new risks coming on board and 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 stuff that we haven't seen right so so cyber and and gen AI and all, all of that through to a, a bunch of stuff that we we haven't yet um, seen you know whether it's, it's' climate related or other and how do we as an industry get together? to think about those new and emerging risks. And how do we prepare ourselves as individual businesses, but as, as a collective? Because the it, it, it's a well-trodden narrative, but I, I truly believe it. It's like the importance of insurance to individuals and businesses is only going to grow, right? The, this role of prevention will suddenly centralize these huge entities in everyday life, like you've never seen before. And I think that's, you know, again, when we talk about insurance, it's boring. Is it? Because that mm. is really exciting to me. You yeah. know, it's, it's like suddenly an insurance company, if they're focused around preventing these risks um, from happening or, you know, making sure that you are safe and um, financially secure within these uh, new environments that we're uh, to see. I think that's incredibly powerful. So, How do you get ready for that? and i think that's this kind of next chapter of innovation that we're going to start to see coming out from uh, the more forward thinking uh, insurance out there
0: yeah because i i think that touches on on some really interesting stuff that's happening in in the yeah the the, the shift towards prevention, we've seen it most marketably in, like in, in, in the cyber market, right? So most cyber products now from an insurance standpoint are sold with some provision of cybersecurity measure, i.e. software that you have to download or whether it be they have their own cyber engineers like that are proactively kind of out there trying to tackle kind of hackers, etc., um i know at Bay's got some really good press recently about some stuff that they've found and Coalition's done the same um mm-hmm. you know that's where we've seen it the most but we are seeing I, i'm i'm speaking later to to, to Tana hackett at counterpart and, and counterpart is a um, sort of special management liability specialists like uh mga in the u.s and they they specifically cover smb businesses because smbs are a bad risk from management like this but listen down, because they do not have the robust rigor HR policies, claim management policies or and and, and structure. So it, it provides kind of that support that makes your insured a better risk because they 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 you give them some of the skills. And then we're also seeing this kind of like embedded and 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 you know I think of armored in the UK and they sell you yeah. some security hardware but it comes with an insurance product. And and to me that all these things are so kind of closely linked is if you look at, at this kind of prevention first, that's the new distribution model. Like that's the new distribution model for all insurance. It's like, right, if we if we focus on helping people prevent stuff, then we also sell them an insurance product for if we can't. And the great thing is we're reducing our kind of risk exposure at the same time because these people become better risks. And it's it's only where the kind of limits of kind of imagination come in. Um as to how they can do that and then and then, to your point about um focusing on h one versus h three i think and 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 I'd love to bring you in on this thing is that one thing I have seen is like much much more interesting. We've seen corporate venture teams grow, have bigger pots of money to spend, innovation teams have now got kind of standalone budgets to spend. Have you seen that from from and because they are they are the teams that are investing in the in the H three horizon while the rest of the team get on with with, with dealing with kind of what's happening at the time.
1: Um, so, uh, yes is is the answer to your question, but I don't agree with your thesis entirely. Um, so yeah, yeah, so absolutely. yeah. So, so budgets are made available, right? So you've got innovation teams, innovation crews, whether centralized, decentralized, whatever, you know, whether, whether it's buy, build, partner, invest, um, you, you've got, you, you've got a whole load of, uh, different activities taking place if, if any at all. Um, and you have budgets allocated for doing stuff. Great. Um, so, so that is happening. Um, I don't think uh, you, my my comment earlier on H three to H one and you know a little bit of this and, and more of that. Um, I, I think innovation sits um, sits across all three of those uh, as a function within these businesses. So so I'm seeing a lot of innovation teams working with the business to understand their need of today, right? So to distill those business needs, the business problems, the challenges, because if if you are able to support today's business in finding solutions that are better and and ultimately can deliver um return quicker then 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 that's great right you've got it you've got a you've got a functioning department that is um validating opportunities and and also then being supported internally to uh, both create change but sorry create change that's cultural change somehow that's my my word of the day um (laughs) but uh, but also um uh being able to then have the permission to focus on the H3 stuff as well, right? So mm-hmm. so so the bit I didn't agree with is that is that innovation sits across that. And but but I I also whilst they're different, there's some uh level of kind of um, I'm I'm now I'm about to make up another new word, synonymity, but um, but like there's there's so much parallel with the world of transformation and innovation, right? I appreciate the distinct. Um uh, roles and functions and and set and capability set, but it's um, but but actually, you know, the uh, maybe just to find, you know, move moving from A to B, whether in near term or far term, I think innovation has both yes budget, but also uh, kind of focus, and so yeah, it's 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 definitely um, it's definitely happening. I don't know if you've um, so it's one of the things I've been uh, working through. Have you ever have you ever had an interview where the person you're interviewing steps off screen to come back and, and show you something. And if not uh, no but I'm up there wait there. I'm still here. Hello everybody. All right. So so one of the things da-da. So one of the things I've been um banging on about uh recently is and, and maybe coming back to uh to your events, but it's not just events, it's it's events, um it's it's webinars, it's conversations like this, right? And, And and I think what we're we as an industry are really good at is is uh, a level of communication. And I think it's really important, right? We, we, keep, we, we keep having um, a number of conversations that have, you know, similarities or, you know, we, we have a, I don't know how long our, our conversation is going to be today, but, you know, let's say it's a 40, 40 minute conversation. What you can, you, you can only ever get to a certain depth within that right and and it's it's really interesting so what, one of the things um that i do is, as you allude to i speak it i speak at loads of events i'm sit on those panels i moderate load of panels what what i am realizing over the last few years is i'm having the same conversation again and again and again and again right mm-hmm. not not this one this is this is wholly unique and lovely and it's always great to uh, speak to you for the second time about the same stuff no jokes and um and so so one of the things that um that that i really want to uh to do is 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 Get better depth to how companies are truly innovating. So, what? What? Why are they innovating? First of all, right? What are they doing to innovate? So, what are their? What's their approach? What's their processes? And 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 what are they targeted in achieving for their business? You know, if, whether it's strategic, it's non-strategic, it's investment, it's it's uh, open innovation. You know, the partnership or, or with startups, et etc and so, so so i've been i've been kind of approaching 2024 with a, a real focus on i want to have more conversations with the industry and somehow whether it's through video it's audio it's it's a q and a it's it's a questionnaire type thing it's it's what it is but but to distill this information from all of those who are innovating whether they're doing well or not but into into the options available and, and really what's the what is the process they're going through so anyway a few weeks back uh, i was invited to a dinner from one of our clients so chaucer a Chinese on, uh china reed company on the Lloyd's market in them um, and Haley maynard is the head of innovation there i'm sure uh you you're uh, and i think she's been on the the podcast if i'm right in thinking but maybe she hasn't if not you should have her she hasn't. I've tried. Uh, oh, yeah, Hayley should she definitely tried, be on the podcast. She's, she's a truly. Yeah, she's epic, yeah. right, and she and yeah. and you know, and it's a pleasure to be able to work uh, with her and, and the the wider team at Chaucer. So, so they, so I was invited to a dinner. I wasn't entirely sure what the dinner was about because I came in a little bit late. Uh, my travel plans changed, which meant that I could attend. And I rocked up to the dinner, and what it was it was a, um, it was it was a uh, like a dragon's den pitch evening where you had, I think, six or eight different businesses pitching how they innovate as a company to a room of about 100-plus industry folk with a panel of dragons, which was from the broker community. And what you had is this incredible depth to uh, their, you know, the whys, the approaches, the processes, the uh, the results they're getting. And and alongside, and this is what I just went off screen to, to get, this is the Chaucer white paper, right? So, innovation is a strategic tool in reinsurance. And what it has, and I won't flick through it too uh, too much. It's, it's it's online. It's available to download. It's a weird kind of plug I'm, I'm giving them at the moment, but it's um. But but what it has is it has their inner workings, which is shared, right? Their learnings. Haley's and and her wider teams. Um, experience of doing this for a number of years. And it, in chatting with Hayley just uh, just recently, she was talking about the lack of uh, just that when she was setting up the innovation function at Chaucer. And the more mm-hmm. people I speak to, their need of, of this. And so, so when it comes to corporate innovation, sorry, I've, I've gone on a little bit around this, feel free to, you know, to cut it out, edit it out, Alex, as you see fit. But but I think what, what I'm really interested in doing is, is speaking with the trailblazers out there. And, you know, bearing in mind, we think we know who they are, but, you know, again, the industry is going to know uh, that better. So, so let's get in front of the right people, whether innovation functions, the CEOs, other teams, you know, from transformation and uh, strategy and all the rest. But let's have the conversation as to, are they innovating? And if so, how? Yeah. And then to distill all of that into a single paper, I think it's just going to be incredibly valuable and so that that's kind of my mission for the next six months with a view to later this year uh publishing something around that
0: i, I want to read it uh, it sounds exhausting mm. to try and put it together um so i'll, I'll but, let, I'll let but you fascinating, go fascinating though right yeah. i think it will be brilliant yeah. i really do no it will and 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 uh i'm conscious of time but we, we better we better we better wrap some, some things up but i think i think one thing i have share you i've kind of shared this story before but i think it is it's just such a good example of where this why this needs to happen. We did a, we worked for a head of innovation and we had to build. Um, uh, they wanted to do see if they could do sort of an algo driven, uh, trading insurance proposition, um, in house. And they wanted to say like, what have we got? Where are we with things? And and can we put that together? Or do we, know yeah, do we buy it? Do we build it? All all of that discussion. So we had to put a team together. It was a really interesting project. They got in. And then what they found out was individually within the kind of component parts that they needed to kind of communicate with, everyone was on a journey towards the capability required. No one was talking to each other. So it was that classic thing, if we'd gone what's happening as innovation in your your business, the head of innovation wouldn't have known that. And it's no fault of their own. It was just like, these things are, there is innovation going on in every function if you look for it, Um, and it can be small, it can be large, it can be disruptive, or it can be collaborative. but pulling that together is 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 impossible. So um, I'm very excited well, to see. So that.
1: I, I know you're I know you're desperate wrapping up, and, and it's it's a bit of a sonar plug, right? And it's it's not uh, intended to to be such. But so there's a really interesting kind of evolution in in the market that I think is uh, ties in with what you're saying, right? So so for years we've been a market intelligence player, providing trends and insight on on the on the movement across the industry and and those startups uh, uh, to to pay attention to. Mm-hmm last year what was really interesting is is our work with uh, Token Marine right so we work with all their labs on a global basis on the platform they have 100 plus individuals who are genuinely driving their business forward in the most fascinating way right so when you're thinking about who does and who doesn't innovate out there they they are absolutely uh, on on the money one to watch what uh, they had is as. Well, lots of big businesses have is they have very disparate kind of um, almost kind of CRM systems that are are being made use of, right? So, so, so what they ask us to do is is can you bring all of our data together and centralize it? So we as a, a entity, as as a central sort of single truth, can see all the POCs that we are working across on a, on a global basis, right? So, so are we working with the same startup in multiple locations? Yeah. Because there is there is this segmented, you know, as these big businesses grow, whether it's through organic acquisition, there are these, you know, these um, these silos, right? That 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 are across all of all of these big businesses. And so, really interesting. So, what we what we did is we we brought all of this data in from different CRMs and built out within the Sonar platform this this kind of single source of truth, right? This this kind of knowledge management. Um, uh, aspect so and, and what we found and what they found and they put an amazing press release out about this is is they, they were working with the same startups in multiple territories uh, without realizing yeah and so you know again from an ROI perspective as a supplier to the industry because that's that's what we are right we we are a, a, an tech, a startup a, you know an early stage business that is providing uh these services and tools uh what what they realize is they they're able to quantify the the, the savings from an efficiency perspective that they're able to get Roll in then QBE, who are a new clients of ours uh, last year. So we're working with QBEP. And, and it's the same for them, right? So they're making strategic deals. So, so who are they investing into and what projects are they working with those startups around? And, and how do we, on a, on, as a global business, track all of this activity so we all know what we are uh, working who we're we working with and what we're working on and where that's at and and I think that's you know when we're talking about the kind of the maturing of the industry I think that's again another step up 5 years ago that wouldn't be relevant we didn't have that in our platform and we're we're listening to our clients and evolving accordingly and I think you know that owning owning this kind of intelligence and CRM bringing these together is is a real white space opportunity where it really helps uh not only how uh, we innovate, but, but connecting those global teams in, in that kind of knowledge management just makes everything a lot more efficient and smarter to, to then do more of the same, right, without, without kind of losing momentum or, or opportunities. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that was just a pure sun up plug. So forgive me on that. But, but I think it's, it's interesting and as an observer, but also in, heavily involved in the industry, seeing those, uh, those steps. Yeah, I mean,
0: and 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 you're allowed to do shameless plugs on here. But it's Thanks, it's the last
1: thing we ask people. So it's it's the last thing we ask
0: people to do is like what people should look out for. So that's what they should look out for. So, um, uh, Matt, I'm really conscious of the time. Thank you so much for spending some time with us again. It's beautiful. Um, it always a pleasure always. to talk to you. Yeah, it, it it is, and 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 we want to see you at uh, the events, and I'm sure we will. And we encourage other people to kind of come up and speak to us at, at these events that we've got coming up because there's a whole suite of ones that we'll get to this year. So, um, cool, Matt. Pleasure as always, and speak to you very, very soon. Lots of love. Thanks, Alex.